0: Welcome to Improper Mimi, this is your host Mimi Jax. I am excited to talk to you all today about things that help to empower women in all aspects of our lives, whether it's at home, work or play. So be sure to subscribe to Improper Mimi wherever you listen to podcasts. This way you won't miss a thing. Welcome everyone. Today we have a special guest with us. Um, I actually listened to another podcast and it's called Black Card Rehab. And so today we have one of the hosts with us, Crystal Adams. And I just want to first thank you again for joining me on Improper Mimi this week. I'd love for you to like kind of let the people know who you are and, and what it is and how you came up with Black Card Rehab.
1: So, I thank you so much for having me, first of all. Um, I am a stand-up comedian and um, been doing stand-up comedy for about six years. Um, Actually, my first podcast I started before Black Heart Rehab was a podcast called Too Sensitive for Comedy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I had uh, comedians on um, every week discussing things about comedy that, like, maybe the average person doesn't know or like things that make us kind of want to quit or just die inside. Because I think the persona of comedians on stage is that we are afraid of nothing. Mm -hmm. But the truth is, is that many of us are terrified. Um, We just happen to be I I don't know, dumb enough. I don't know to get up on the stage anyway. I don't know I what the- <laughs> <laughs> um but there's so many things about it that are really terrifying. So I kind of learned how to say I learned about like what it meant to run a podcast the first time I did that one. Yeah. And when I did my next one, um, a lot of the advice that I read and listened to was um to make sure it's a mixture of things that that you love, but that are specific and kind of, you know, that have, a, you have a unique spin on it. Mm-hmm. And um, I kind of blended that that vulnerability of a too sensitive for comedy to come up with the idea for Black card Rehab. And basically the question I felt myself asking one day when I was driving was, what is the thing that you're most terrified on a on a regular basis to admit to people. Mm -hmm. And it's usually that I don't know some rap artist or that I don't know (laughs) I haven't seen some movie, you know, like at that point I still had not even seen Waiting to Exhale. And yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) There are levels to this thing, right? (laughs) And I find it way more interesting in anything any type of art or somebody is not necessarily the expert or the mm-hmm. guru but they're actually showing the vulnerability of being in a space of ignorance of that not knowing and yeah. ne- and learning and i hadn't ever seen that before i hadn't ever seen you know a black person regularly and upfront and recording for you know the world <laughs> to listen to <laughs> Uh, you know, what they haven't seen or haven't read or haven't um, experienced and then, and then experiencing that thing for the first time. So that's yeah. the idea behind Black Card Rehab.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness. And I love it because I can relate growing up in, in you know, like Ohio and then from to Boston from there. So all of my schooling and education has been in like predominantly white areas. Most mm-hmm. of the churches I went to were predominantly white. Until Mm -hmm. I was older, then I was like, I'm going to a black church, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And exactly like you say, you know, I can remember growing up in the neighborhood and because I went to a white school, but then I would be back in the neighborhood in Boston with my black friends. And then they would be like, oh, you know, you think you're so smart. Like, why do you talk Mm -hmm. like you're white? I'm like, I'm not, I'm just, you know, (laughs) I'm a chameleon. You know, I go between life out there in the suburbs and then life here in the city, you know? So Mm -hmm. I was just used to it. But it, it always felt like having to do that act in whatever environment I was in.
1: Um, Did you remember ever like, uh, pretending that you knew about something, but you didn't? I, I still do.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I recently moved to New York, you know, like a couple of years ago. And I'm like, Oh, that's what they're talking about in that song. It's like a real place. Like I see it now. I understand. <laughs> but yeah, like, shoot. I mean, there's people that I pretend like I remember their name. So there's definitely people <laughs> in songs that I pretend like, yeah, yeah, I know that song, you know, at that mm-hmm. rapper, and then I'm like googling it. I'm like, oh, yes.. <laughs> i'm like all right yes we can i i can relate but Mm
1: -hmm. yeah i mean there's i i there's so many songs where like uh you know some people will remember they'll remember like where they were when they first heard it or like where they were when you know like they like sat down and really like dissected the lyrics and i will remember the first time I ever pretended that I knew that song. (laughs) That's, that's my memory.
0: (laughs) I think it was, um, Bobby Brown when he came out with like my prerogative, you know, that was Uh like, that was like the first album I purchased. And I just thought it was so cool, you know, but then, you know, there are other, you know, songs and music that I'm like, "Mm, I really, really didn't grow up with hip hop, you know, or, Mm -hmm. You know, so I know George Michael and <laughs> Guns N' <and> Roses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I did like Heavy D and the Boys. So I, you know, yeah. I was familiar with some stuff, you know, but then I also had a bunch of old school stuff like Smokey Robinson,
1: you know. Yeah. So. And t- See, my, m- exactly. My old school, like I know a lot of old school, uh, specifically like late 70s. Like yeah. I know like almost everything, Earth, Wind & Fire
0: right. has done, yep.
1: you know. But um, so it's weird. It's weird, the pockets of knowledge, because then it it throws people. Yeah. They don't always know. They're like, wait, but you know about, so why come, huh? (laughs) Like, (laughs) yeah, and it's, and, you know, I
0: don't know. Like, did you get any of the comments or, you know, like names people would call you? Like when you didn't, when they realized that you didn't know, like, I don't know how many people really said, oh, we're going to revoke your black card, but they definitely were like, oh, you're an Oreo. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like you don't really, I'm like, I know enough what I need to know, you know?
1: (laughs) Yeah. I, I think I was like quiet enough, like of a person i think growing up to kind of just go under the radar yeah you know and also because i think probably because i was a girl like i wasn't expected to kind of go toe to toe with you know what i mean like i think there's a lot of like you know like like just boys posturing, you know, like yeah. oh, like this is the real stuff. You know what I mean? Like they, like I was never <laughs> expected to participate in conversations like that when I was around predominantly mm-hmm. Black people, which was usually like in. If ever I went to like visit my cousin's church, yeah. um, <laughs> so I was predominantly yeah around like these white kids. But the weird thing is, is like when they would expect me to know. Mm-hmm. and I just had to go along with it but like I just was like oh I hope they never find out um <laughs> <laughs> and I don't so I don't think I ever caught called the name specifically to my face but mm-hmm. um I I felt it and I also felt like I I've, I've had I've had white people revoke my black card I've had people who are not black revoke my black card and it is it's not i know (laughs) (laughs) um yeah like my boyfriend my boyfriend is is jewish and he knows Mm -hmm. so much about music like oh man and and it's not really fair because he's like rain man with it where he knows dates and like producers (laughs) i'm like that's not right nobody knows that yeah (laughs) that
0: but amazes he, me yes because people would be like oh yeah i was at this place when that song came out i'm like really i barely yeah i don't even know <laughs> the lyrics i definitely don't know the title i usually know the hook that's about yes
1: all yes story. exactly exactly
0: <laughs> but yeah like uh, people yes. have that connection with music and i'm like oh mm, no i, I sorry mm-hmm. i don't know who that is <laughs> i can remember in high school one of my friends like one of my best friends um one of my best friends a white girl she got me into reggae you know oh
1: fascinating
0: exactly right <laughs> like i can remember us going through high school and I'm, and I'm like why are you always playing this you're always playing reggae 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 but then it just got to me it stuck with me and it's one of my favorite genres now yeah I know, like all the old school <laughs> reggae all like different reggae dance hall rockers and you know, all that stuff and it was her that got me into that. I'm like, wow, you know, so other people knowing more than me about music. Like exactly. I just hang out with her. We'd be sneaking into the concerts <laughs> back. I'm like, yeah, I'm with her. <laughs> I'm like, yep, meeting tons of people that way. I yeah. love
1: that. I what I love about that is so for people who don't know, so my co-host is white. Mm-hmm. She's a white woman. Um, So I host it every week with my white friend named Paige. And what I love about it is that nine times out of 10, Paige will know the thing that I don't know. (laughs) She's either, she knows it, either like has experienced it, heard it, or has watched it many times. And then Um, it, it does seem like you guys usually have an
0: expert, like whoever it is, whether it's another friend or another, you know, like artist or... Someone is an expert on that movie or topic or whatever it is that you guys are talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's yeah. just to see like different people's perspectives on, like, oh, yeah, they know that movie inside and out. And I'm like, wait a minute, I don't even know that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes.
1: um, We have a a guest coming up that, um, in fact, I have some homework to do before our next episode. And I love that because I, uh, so our next episode is going to be about uh, Harlem Nights, the Eddie Murphy movie.
0: I just saw it for the first time.
1: Oh, perfect. Literally, literally (laughs) like two
0: weeks ago, (laughs) I just saw it for the first time. And that's when I made the connection to, what was that video with? with Puffy and Busta Rhymes and everything when they stuffed on her pinky toe. I'm like, now I make Oh, it. <laughs> oh my goodness. And this is that aha moment. I'm like, yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, that's yeah. a good one.
1: And that's the thing, is it's like it it's black culture, there's so many things that happen that people have created that get referenced over and over. Right. Yeah. So it's not just like a sample in a song. It's like what you're saying, like people will refer to it in a movie or like, you know, like music video or, yeah. you know, and it's nice to be in on the joke. you know. <laughs> exactly. Like I, we did, uh we did Dolomite recently. Yeah. And I'd heard Dolomite so many times and I just didn't get it. Didn't know what was, going on. I knew it was a movie, I didn't realize like the trials and tribulations to make that movie. It was, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, <laughs> and I'm and now glad I know.
0: <laughs> exactly. Right. And, and these, it's like learning our history. I've been reading more, you know, and even catching up on movies and stuff. So it's kind of like learning black history, you know, learning that cultural references, you know, mm-hmm. and it's been amazing because yeah, other people, you, Yes. White people, Indian people, Hispanic people, they are, some of them are familiar already with these things. Yeah. And depending on who you are or where you were raised, it just was not something I, I just was not aware of all of these things.
1: Yeah. And I knew that there was more of me out there. Like Mm -hmm. I,
0: (laughs) we're not the only ones.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And it's for like I feel like the podcast is for people that feel like us. Yeah. And then also for people that just like they feel kind of shy to ask, mm. you know, no matter what race they are. And they never even they they never even thought to go down certain rabbit holes because they're not black. <laughs> Nobody ever expected them to know, you know, all the lyrics to like I got five on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we have this interesting perspective because it's like we were expected to know about it so it's all these things that i'm like i guess i maybe i should finally catch up <laughs> i guess i have the time now <laughs> right yeah everyone else is doing their
0: homework and they know certain things i'm like hmm maybe i should too yeah you know? even like this weekend i was watching um black is king with my sister Ooh. And mm-hmm. she's like you have seen this before right i'm like yeah yeah um i've seen it once and she's like you've listened to the album before? And I said, no. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, it probably would help if you listen to the album, you know? (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, I guess if someone has listened to the album over and over again, then this would be such a great experience to see the visual Mm -hmm. representation of the album of that. You Mm -hmm. have been listening to all this time. I'm like, I'm gonna do that I'm gonna do that research I'm gonna listen to the album I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna watch it again when the songs are familiar (laughs) to me and see if I get a different uh reaction to it you know than Mm -hmm. just watching it because I was just watching all the pretty colors and everything I was like yeah nice yeah this is good yeah
1: (laughs) I will say "Blackest King is extremely overwhelming especially if you're not fully prepared to watch 10 well-produced music videos back to back to back because that's what it is it's like and it's so good and it's so rich I so I watched it twice and I'll say like I I don't know which way I go on that like Mm. I say it's possible to like listen to the music and kind of get more out of it after you know, watching it again, but I really watching it twice made me love the music more. Oh, good. And now I've been listening to the music nonstop because now the feeling of the videos is in me and I'm like, <laughs> that's right. They will not steal my power. You know, like, yeah. like I, I, that is my song now, like my <laughs> power. Whoo, that is my song. Um yes. I actually got up and started
0: dancing in the living room. Yeah.
1: <laughs> exactly. Whereas before, like I didn't, I think maybe, I think it's probably the close connection to the Lion King. Mm-hmm. When the music, when the album first came out, I was like, mm, I don't know. I don't get it. Like, I feel like this is, is Disney trying too hard? I didn't get yeah. like Beyonce was about to really like just, just messes up all over again. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I feel, yeah. Uh, It's inspiring. Yes, definitely. And then
0: even just thinking about that vulnerability of admitting that we do not know something or uh, or not even, like, really taking pride, but just being comfortable in our own skin with, you know, like, no, you know, I like something else. I don't necessarily like everything that you think a typical black person is supposed to know and like all of these other things Mm -hmm.
1: because everyone is different. Everyone is unique. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I think it's important that we um, that we continue to fight against that sort of thing because just in the way that I even had mentioned like, you know, other white people had taken away my black card. It's like Wait, who gets to define blackness, right? <laughs> yeah, who who gets to define what that is? And 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 most of the time, I will say like it was done playfully, and mm. you know, I'm not, I'm still friends with these people or whatever. <laughs> but but what I mean by that is like it's really important that we treat people as individuals, right? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. that that leads to a lot of assumptions, and and maybe the assumption at the moment doesn't feel pernicious, like maybe the assumption doesn't, fe- doesn't feel dangerous to assume that somebody might like fried chicken, but like <laughs> you, it, it can lead you down, like a, it's a slippery slope of, of assumptions that you can have about people. Like, and also it doesn't help us actually like make a true connection with people. Like, how are you going to really connect with me if you already have decided what I know about and what I'm into, you know?
0: Yeah, if you come to me as your expert for, you know, anything that you think that a Black person should know. If -hmm. you come to me because you think I know um, what Ice Cube was talking about, or if you Mm -hmm. come to me and you think I know Cardi B's, you know, life story. I'm like, mm, mm-hmm. yeah, like I may or I may not know anything mm-hmm. about these people. Um, yeah.
1: And what you do know about is infinitely interesting. And so to only ask about the things that you expect because I'm black, you know, yeah, you're not going to get the true wealth of who I am.
0: Yeah. No. If you truly want to know who I am as a person, if you want to, ask Mimi what she likes and why does she like it, then you actually have to listen to mm-hmm. my response and understand where I'm coming from with it. Yeah. I've had, <laughs> I remember talking to um, uh, one of the guys at work, a white guy, and, and you know, I, I, I mean, I switch my hair all the time, you know, right now it's blonde, before it was purple, before I had braids and cutting it all the time and he said something about like he knew what a pick was like an afro pick and i was like <laughs> i was like how do you, how do you know about that you know, you know i'm like wow and then he knew cuz i had crochet braids and and he and, and i said i said crochet braids and he and he's like oh okay that's when you have to like braid it back i was like i was like how do you know this stuff you know so you you just can't assume by looking at someone that they know or they don't know something about, you know, your culture or <laughs> about our history or anything like that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> they will surprise yeah. you. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, that's that's one of my favorite moments um, that I, I love when it happens on my podcast is when I invite yeah. a Black person and then my white friend Paige will inevitably yes. surprise them with what she knows about or a yeah. song that she knows. And then they go. What you know about that page and I love that I live for that moment because yeah just like I don't want people to put me in a box I also don't like putting people in a box and that's why like I think that is indicative of the friends that I have it, yeah. you can they're they're very interesting people with perspectives that you wouldn't expect mm-hmm. um and they're into things that you wouldn't expect some things that you would you might expect but like um, but you don't, like, the thing is, what I love about that that moment is that that's a moment where somebody got to know that this person, there's more to this person than what mm-hmm. they had put together in their mind. Yeah. And that's just true of so, I'm not going to say everybody, because that is, <laughs> but that is true of a lot of us. <laughs> right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Some people are meets the eye. Um <laughs>
0: And you, know, and you go and get what you're going to get, you know? So you just walk away, be like, all right, thank you. Thank you very much. And just keep it going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh my goodness. Yeah, my, I mean, I, yeah, my, my girlfriend, you know, when we go places or when we used to hang out at different parties and it, it's usually a Caribbean festival or concert or dance hall, like something. And they'll be like, well, "Look at this girl." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah. with me. Like, she <laughs> could dance better than I can. I know it. I know it. But that's all right because we're cool. We're together, you know." Uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or sometimes people will be like, "Oh, where's your Spanish friend?" I'm like, "I'm like, who are they talking about?" I'm like, "No, no, she's white. Yes, yeah." yeah. <laughs> But I mean, she, you know, she's wonderful and, and she's just, I mean, people have their passion for, you know, what they like and, yeah, and you could just, just see it, you know, emanating from them and through food, music, culture, like, you, you know what
1: you know. Mm-hmm. And um, I think sometimes too, what I've noticed is that sometimes there's like, and, and it's very tricky right now, right? Where people are getting protective of, uh, black art and black, Mm -hmm. um, artists, um, because we've seen many times that, you know, either they've gotten cheated because of bad deals or bad contracts. Right. Um, where, you know, somehow, some way, like all of the money that should have gone to them didn't, Mm -hmm. you know, and so I think sometimes that's why some people get um, protective. And then there's the other aspect of, like, everybody can participate, everybody can watch it, and it's for sure clearly a love letter to Black people, you know? Yeah. It's something that everybody can enjoy and experience, but I, f- I feel specifically loved in my Blackness, <laughs> you know, <laughs> by Beyonce. <laughs> yes, right? <This> is- <laughs> It's
0: way to tell me that I'm awesome. (laughs) But there are so many people watching it who are not Black. Yeah. They're just interested. They're just either interested, they love Beyonce, they're fascinated by her, or they're generally interested in, like, you know, what is this that the Black people are talking about? What is so cool about this? And they're watching it for those same very reasons that I first watched it for, like the the visual artistry that has come from it, the music, you know? Um, I think someone was telling me, you know, the story of it. I was like, story? I'm like, what story? I was like, huh. I'm like, let me watch it again so I can get, like, the story and the history of Africa up from time till now. I'm like, okay. And then my daughter, she was like, You need to read an article. (laughs) Because I had question after question and she's like, "Mm, you need to read an article. If you know something I don't know,
1: don't you think you should share the knowledge? (laughs) Oh goodness. Yeah. That's so funny. Uh, Yeah. But I mean, I the thing I I'm really grateful. I I guess I ring that up because I am really grateful for Beyonce doing something like this because in some ways it does feel like, you know, she came, she came back to the community, like even Mm. with homecoming, you know, it's like you're giving something to the community, you know, like the cat that you came from. Um, And, you know, like, I, I wonder if she's dealt with like the feeling of like, okay, I'm putting on these mega concerts. I'm putting my art there out there. I'm doing me Mm -hmm. when I look out at the concert, I don't see I don't see faces that look like me. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And how do I make something to let them know I haven't forgotten? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. yeah, I, I, and I love and I respect and I honor and I like, you know. So yeah. Anyway, I'm I'm, I'm a huge Beyonce fan and a fan <laughs> of Black is King. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it. It's, it's something that I, I think a lot about, like, when I was creating this. And I, I think, like, one of the more, I guess, when we're talking about vulnerability, one of the things that has been hard for me is wanting acceptance in the Black, com- like, within the Black comedians in comedy. And I actually had to unburden myself with that desire.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: because it is very painful um, because what you end up with is you start putting your art into a box in order to please us a, a small segment of the population who may may or may not ever like you for whatever reason and and then you have art that you might not even like yourself yeah Mm-hmm. and um but part of creating black Card rehab was a way of me saying I'm not trying to get away from being black mm-hmm. like when I say I haven't seen this or haven't you know listened to that I'm not saying I don't want to be black or I'm trying to not like get away from being black yeah. what I, it, it's just literally my background and I think sometimes in other people's insecurities they put that on you and they project on you and they they think they 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 say to you as if like you're trying to escape blackness Mm -hmm. and it's not that it's the me not know not having seen all of the friday movies Uh It's not me trying to escape blackness. It's just my parents had cable growing up. And so I was watching Disney movies. That's, that's all it is. That's all.
0: I was in at the time.
1: Yeah. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And we never had cable growing up, but Mm -hmm. I remember like distinctly like being on, you know, the school bus with all the black kids going to the suburbs to the school with all the white kids. And whether it was the classes I was in or the sports I was playing, I ended up staying after school. I didn't go back home with them. So there was that disconnect. Like there was that, you know, they're like, oh, you don't know this. You don't, and I learned how to double-dutch eventually, you know, I was <laughs> Playing, you know, with them, you know, I couldn't hang with them. I couldn't understand what they were talking about. Like, I was like, mm, no, I never played. Playing the dozens? What is this? <laughs> <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> I'm like, no, I don't. I-, I never sat around at home talking to my brother and sister, like dissing them or coming up and teasing them. I'm like, no, I I, I don't know this game. We're playing on the school bus. I'm like, why yes. are you this to me? <laughs>
1: You know, and that's a fascinating thing because I like to ask my Black guests when they're on, mm-hmm. when they know a lot about the thing that they're talking me, to me about, I like to ask them how. Yeah. Like, who exposed you to that? Who, was it your parents? Was it an older cousin? How, yeah. did, how did you first come in contact with them? Yeah. And part of what I'm doing is helping them to see that even them knowing about it is circumstantial. It's not yeah. just because they're Black. Yeah. It's, it's because learn. they had a specific set of circumstances that led to that knowledge.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, that older cousin that was always watching this show, that's how you became familiar. Yeah. Show, you and know? I
1: didn't have that cousin.
0: Mm-mm, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's circumstantial, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So, and then with my siblings, we also have age gaps. So what mm-hmm. my brother was into I wasn't into that at the time. So he, I can remember thinking and remembering that he was, you know, more militant to me, you know, kind of more Black Panther ish to me and Mm -hmm. and into rap and everything. And I wasn't, I was younger. That wasn't my, you know, that wasn't my timing for that, you know. Mm -hmm. And then my sister, she's younger than me, but she went to a different school. She had a different experience, you know. So she was went to she went to that hbcu i didn't you know i was pwi all the way you know (laughs) so i had just everything from beginning to end a different experience than the two of them
1: yeah um yeah well you were talking about like um you know getting getting our black cards later in life yeah and i think what i think about that is like I I feel like it's at certain point for me, if, if it's okay for me to have been like ignorant of those things. Mm-hmm. But now that I, I'm capable of, of finding things that I'm interested in, in it, like to, it's okay for me to come off as ignorant, but it's not okay for me to continue to be ignorant. <laughs> and so, like, <laughs> I, I, I like it. I like going down this rabbit hole, and I like each week having something where I'm like, okay, I never knew about this. Uh-huh. It's and finding things that I didn't think would be my thing, and that's that's a, a really important key in like in terms of getting any sort of hobby or like getting invested in any sort of um, just like learning a lot about something is that eventually you will find something that you like. Like when I first started doing comedy, Mm -hmm. the, the person that I would say was my favorite comedian is so different than who I love in comedy now. Oh wow. Yeah. Because as I started to listen and watch more comedy, I actually developed a taste, my own personal taste for what I liked in comedy yeah, and I think the same is true of Black pop culture. Is like the more I consume, the more I can start to figure out. Oh, I like this. Like, okay, that's not for me, but like, I do want to know more about this. You know, mm-hmm. um, and I'm so glad I watched Dolomite Is My Name. Like, <laughs> it, no, okay, it's such I was a gonna good say, movie. Yeah,
0: I was going to say, which one did you watch? So you, yeah, watched- the, you- I
1: watched both, but oh, I watched. I watched, yeah, but I'm, I get in terms of the favorite one is yeah. it's the Eddie Murphy one. It's so good. It is because it's it does, so good. It's
0: that background information, it kind of gives you a little mm-hmm. bit behind the scenes of what he had to do to make the movie. So yeah, I, I really like that one too. And that was the one that I saw first also. I saw mm-hmm. that first and then I went back and saw like the original Dolomite and I was like, What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and this job, Tony, like how, like the 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 theatrics, the 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 stunt scenes. It was just so crazy. This is hey, this is what the people loved at the time, and they were in for it. But to see Eddie Murphy play it, yeah. and that he had the hustle, that he had, to, yeah, he was doing tours, he was like advertising for it himself, doing like stand-up and everything, yeah, and um. That that was interesting. I did like that too. That was I like. Yeah.
1: yeah, I really identified with it. You know, mm-hmm. like it. It was just. Be, it's beautiful to watch. I don't know. I guess I don't know too many like stories like that where it's like a movie, a movie experience of a black man mm-hmm. trying to make something impossible happen, and that thing is also a piece of art, right? It's not a business. It's not a company, you know, it's like, it's a a movie that he wants to get made. I, I I don't know. I guess I can't think of any other thing that I've seen like that. I just love that. It was so beautiful to see that struggle and also to see him support black women and like non-traditionally beautiful, attractive black women as well. Like I just, Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm it a fan, was, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was good. yeah. And to see that this
0: was life. this hmm. this actually happens is the history that they made by pursuing that dream, yeah, you know? and and I think that's also what I kind of take away is that all these black people in our society, they're different, everyone has a different story, they have a different dream and what they're trying to pursue and what they're trying to teach other people about and what they're trying to um, develop as a company or entrepreneurship or product, it's gonna leave a legacy behind for them as well. And it's just more things to show that what we are capable of, what we're able to do, Mm -hmm. whether it's, you know, Black farming, which we've been farming for a long time, but Mm -hmm. there really are not a lot of Black farmers now. But to see that they do still persist and that they still is someone's livelihood is Mm -hmm. inspiring for someone else.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Even thinking about, you know, are we born with our Black cards or do we acquire Mm -hmm. it? As we've grown up, I have one friend who, she didn't grow up in the states you know so she didn't have that typical you know black american growing up you know story so it's funny because even me in my minimal black cardness, i'm teaching her or trying to teach her i'm like oh yeah you gotta watch this movie yeah i'm like you don't know that song i was like oh honey you can't like embarrass us like we have to teach you that and i mean we joke about it but i can remember growing up i was kind of hurt with some of those comments from people like oh you don't know this like oh yeah. No. Like, yeah but um but now i think like you say it's a little responsibility on ourselves to educate ourselves like okay if there's something that we think we don't know like even last night i was Reading, I just happened to grab a book, and it had langston Hughes um Mother to Son poem in there. And I was like, "Oh, this is one of my favorite poems. And then the person I was talking to had never heard it before. I was like, "Oh, I'm mean, like, Langston Hughes is one of the great Hannah Renaissance you know writers <laughs> oh, said, you don't know this. And so then we started reading poetry back and forth, you know, so it was it was kind of fun reading and learning together, but yeah. You just can't say it enough. Everyone has a different experience, so you cannot yeah. hold people to, to a certain standard that you think that they should know or belong to, or...
1: Yeah. <laughs> and I think like, you know, one of the things that I, ta- that I talk a lot about and um, I hear a lot from my friends, cause there, a lot of them are like acting or were. Uh, and you know, going on auditions, I, I think pretty much everybody knows about it now. Where you go in an audition room, and like the uh, the casting person is asking you to be blacker, right? Yeah. And I believe that that a lot of that comes from we don't know each other well enough, right? Like, and what I mean by that is like we as as white or other races and black people, we don't know it enough of black people and we don't have enough black friends. We don't know enough types of black people so that we continue to have this one version of blackness, mm-hmm. right? It's that's in lot. their head. And it's a and it's a composite of a very small segment of the population. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I was listening there's a really good podcast called why won't you date me and these two women were both talking they're Gabby Sidibe C- who was you know like very famous actor now um and also Nicole Byer who is the host of uh yeah uh, um she's an Emmy nominee now I'm very proud of her um oh, but she's good. also a stand-up yeah. comedian yeah and they're both talking about how they've both been in casting rooms and both been told to be blacker but they're like if we don't ask them what they mean by that. It's an erasure of my type of black women because what you're saying is that my type the the way I speak as a black woman is not really black. Exactly. Yeah. And she's like, "But there are plenty of black women just like me that talk exactly like me." Yeah.
0: Yeah, you want me to be blacker <laughs> so are you want me to be more like myself which is what I just gave you? Yeah. Or do you have a particular image of a Black person that you want me to pretend to portray because yes. that's what you think this role is.
1: Yeah. yeah. And I loved how she put that because I feel like in us doing what we do and, and podcasting space or talking about these things, we are presenting the world with another version of mm. Blackness that they need to understand exists And while it may be somewhat unique, it's also very common.
0: Yeah. Now (laughs) now there's, and you probably, I think you guys talked about it actually on um, Black Eye Rehab, that movie with Robert Townsend. Hollywood Shuffle. Hollywood Shuffle, yes. Yeah. (laughs) I have not seen that either. but, (laughs) But yeah, I've heard about it a number of times, Hollywood Shuffle, of this is how they want you to act. This is and so he just basically came out and he's all right. Um let me give it to you. Like this is yeah. this stereotype, this is that stereotype. Mm-hmm. And you know, which one do you want? Like I'm gonna teach people how to act black.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even though I am black, you're gonna teach yeah. How to act black. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, what was it called? The um I don't know, I forget what it was called, but like mm-hmm. one of the courses was Epic Slave 400. And <laughs> <laughs> I just died. <laughs> right? Yeah. I'll be like, okay, this <laughs>
0: is the image they want. So we, this is what you got to hear. Yeah. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. But, oh my goodness, yeah. It's been so great chatting with you. I mean, this whole idea. And I I think we should already have our honorary black cards. I don't know what happened before in the past, but (laughs) I think we have it now. And I don't think anyone can take it away.
1: (laughs) Absolutely.
0: Yeah. I agree. (laughs) 100%. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Thank you so much for having me.
0: Yes. Anytime. Mm-hmm. And let's make sure everybody know where they can find like Black Card Rehab and any other like projects that you're working on as well.
1: Yeah. So you can find Black Card Rehab on all of the podcast sites. Um, and um, my website is just my first and last name. It's crystaladams.com. And Uh, It has um, dates for Zoom shows, if that's something anybody's interested in. Yes. Uh, Yeah, I have been, I've done some, I would say some of them are are pretty fun. Um, You know, like I did some early on in the beginning where I was like, oh, this is going to be rough. Um, (laughs) But I think people have kind of, you know, figured out the the platform in order to make it fun for both sides. So it's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yes, I have some shows on there from time to time yeah, yeah. Oh, cool
0: mm-hmm. well definitely check them out everyone i'm telling you i do love the uh, black card rehab and i'm so happy that we had our two black girls here to talk it out together and yeah we don't want anyone to feel slighted or some kind of way because they may or may not have had their black card taken from them and mm-hmm. we can teach you from our experiences just as much as anyone else Thank you all again for listening to Improper Mimi, where we talk about empowering women at home, work, or play. Be sure to follow Improper Mimi wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And remember, next time you play Black Card Revoked or next time you're watching your favorite Black movie, that everyone has their own different level of Blackness and that you cannot take it away, no matter how hard you try. So hope you enjoyed today's show. Be careful out there, everyone. Be safe. Keep telling your own Black stories, whatever it may be. And we'll talk to you again soon. Ciao.